This is Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe. All right, everyone, Patrick McEnroe here coming to you live from my beautiful hotel room. I'm stuck in the corner right here. Trust me, it's not that big, but I'm happy. I'm here in Paris, and it's been an unbelievable first week of the tournament talking to you now on Thursday afternoon. So second round play finishing up for the men and the women. Got some third round matchups already in the book. So we'll look into those on both sides. But I'll tell you, it's been a phenomenal week so far. The weather has been absolutely extraordinary. Mid-70s every day. A little breeze here and there. You may have seen that if you watch Novak Djokovic in his second round win over Martin Fucevic. Uh, that was in the night session last night here in Paris. And Djokovic had a tight opening set, won that in the tie break, and then started to find his A game in the next two sets. So we'll get into the men's side as well. Excuse me, but I want to start with the women. By the way, I don't know if you can see me now, but if we're on the video, I got my Roland Garros color here. This is the color of the red, beautiful brick clay here uh, at the French Open. You just don't get clay courts uh, as beautiful and as pristine as they are here in Paris. And the crowds thus far have been absolutely phenomenal. I was just out there earlier today and absolutely amazing every single day. Of course, they've got the stadium now with their retractable roof. They're in the process of putting another roof on the second biggest stadium court, Suzanne Longlin, uh, to be ready next year. I think it's going to be ready for the tournament next year, but definitely will be ready for the Olympic Games. Remember Paris hosting the Olympic Games. I've seen a lot of commercials and posters promoting the Olympic Games as I've been strolling around uh, the city of lights. My wife here, Melissa Errico, too, is doing a couple of shows here, so it worked out well getting to see her perform. She's performing Friday night here with another uh, singer, a French singer, Isabelle George, who does kind of similar to what my wife does. Uh, here in Paris, a lot of cabaret, brilliant actress. Uh, so they're doing a uh, a little tête-à-tête show. They did one a few days ago with France Musique live on the radio in France, also in front of a live audience, and they're doing their second show uh, Friday night. So my wife is with me. We've had a great time here when I'm not at the tennis and when she's not rehearsing, she's rehearsing now. So I got some time to bust out this podcast. So women's side, actually right now I've got Iga Sviantec on my TV over here. Not allowed to show the TV. Okay, if I show any video live, they'll probably cut my my feed off and cut my podcast off. So we don't want that to happen. But Iga Sviantec taking on the young American, well, not that young anymore, Claire Liu, who's in her early 20s now from Southern California. They did play once before, and it was all Sviantec, and I'm expecting that to be the case today. Sviantec up early in the opening set on that one. But things starting to get more interesting. I'm going to pull up the draw here because I want to go through some of the matchups. As I said, second round matches, some of them have been completed. So we're starting to get into the meat of the tournament, into the third round. Wang is already through from China. So she's waiting for the Sviantec Liu winner, which, of course, looks like it's going to be Iga. Then you've got Andrescu in this part of the draw. Emma Navarro, another American in this section as well. Lauren Davis, the American. These are second-round matches, so these are going to be played a little bit later today here in Paris. It's kind of interesting what they do. With the, with the matches here, they really schedule a lot of matches late in the day here. So, yes, they do have singles matches early, 11 a.m. start on, the, on all the courts except for Court Philippe Chatre, which is the main court. 
They start with a lot of doubles matches. You know, the French, they're, they're, they're a little bit of a late-arriving crowd into the main court. So you'll see them put a lot of matches late into the afternoon, into the early evening hours here in Paris. And, of course, uh, with the lights uh, on, on the main court, they can obviously schedule now night matches. There's been a little bit of controversy, I, I should add about the night matches here, because this is relatively new. It's the second year they've got night matches. Of course, that's because of the retractable roof. They used to play here until about 9, 9.30, depending on the light on all the outer courts. Now, of course, they've got a, a singular night session match, just one match. Starting time is usually about 8.15. By the time they actually start, it's a little later. So they've been typically putting on uh, a men's match at night. Now, part of that is because the fans, I think more often than not, at least in Paris, prefer men's tennis over women's tennis. So don't, don't, don't go crazy at me. That's just a fact uh, in, in most situations. Of course, there are instances where the women's matches are, can be even more popular than the men's matches. The other factor, which is different from the other majors, Australia and the U.S. Open here in Paris, is they, they just put one match at night. Again, it's a late start. Remember, the U.S. Open and at the Australian Open, there's normally two matches during the night session. So they put one men's singles, one women's singles. They even have some controversy when that happens about who plays first. You know, if, if the men play first, the women play first. So there's usually a back and forth with the tours, sort of jockeying for position. But here, uh, I've seen quite a bit of noise on social media, on Twitter, of people uh, in the Twitter sphere. Hey, you know, how come they're not putting any women's matches on? Well, part of it is because it's just a one match. And, of course, the length of match plays a part in this. Remember, women playing best two out of three, men playing three out of five. Of course, it can be a blowout. I mean, but even last night with Djokovic, it was 7-6, 6-love, six, 6-2. Six, I think the thir- third was 6-2 or 6-3. And even that match gives you a solid two, maybe a little over two hours. So if you've got a top women women's player, particularly early on in the tournament, where they win 6-1, 6-1, you know, that could be 58 minutes. Now, of course, that can happen on the men's side, but it's more unlikely. But anyway, that that is surfacing here yet again. And Emily Moresmo, who's a tournament director, uh, who is an all-time great Hall of Famer. I'm going to get the plug in for the International Tennis Hall of Fame since I'm doing some work over here to, in my new role as the president of the International Tennis Hall of Fame. So trying to bring a little more attention um, to the Hall of Fame over here in Europe. Generally, they don't kind of get Hall of Fames in the same way that we do back in the U.S., you know, with our football Hall of Fame, with basketball and baseball. So that's definitely going to be one of my uh, jobs to try to bring a little bit more attention. But anyway, Emily Moresmo is a tournament director. I was with her a couple of days ago on the first day of the tournament when they were celebrating BNP Paribas, who, of course, is the major sponsor of this tournament. And by the way, they've been sponsoring this tournament for 50 years. So it's a big celebration for them. And they, of course, sponsor our tennis academy, the John McEnroe Tennis Academy in New York City, of which I am the co-director and where I spend most of my time when I'm not on the road or not doing my podcast. Um, so BNP gives us a lot of funding to help our our top players, and they do this for other um, entities and other uh, programs in other parts of the world. They just announced one with Canada and Felix Auger-Aliassime. They do one with Joe Sanga and Yannick Noah uh, in France. They do one in Italy and in, in Poland. So they had a big event to um, showcase that, so I was lucky to be part of it. Anyway, Emily Moresmo was on the hot seat, I believe it was last year, when this same controversy came up, and she essentially said that women's tennis 
in her, in the French Open is not as popular as men's tennis. So they got her into a little bit of hot water. The reality is is that it's somewhat accurate um, if you look at just the numbers and the ticket sales. And but I'm not going to get too much into that because you know it's going to get me in hot water too. And I don't want to do that. I love women's tennis. I love men's tennis. Whichever is more popular for that particular day, tournament, night session, day session, put it on. I don't care if it's men or women, whatever it is, doubles, mixed doubles. You know the deal. So Iga Sviantek, uh, let me give you an update on the score right now because I go to my live scoring. Got to see. Oh, Claire Luz hanging in there, 4-3 in the first set. has got a break point, actually, to get to 4-all. So that's a good effort for Claire. Uh, Sinner is in a battle right now with Altmaier, uh, the German, who's a pretty big hitter. Two sets to one for Sinner there. And it is 4-3 in the fourth. But Altmaier actually had a break earlier. And Francis Tiafa, who's on court right now, is down. Actually lost the first set to Karetsev, um, who was a qualifier here. And the reason he was a qualifier, I got some questions about this because he's now ranked like 60s. Tiafo, of course, ranked number 12. But you remember Karetsev had that amazing run at the Australian Open a couple of years ago. His ranking dropped. And then just recently, he's had some great results. And the cutoff to get into these tournaments, it's, it's either four or six weeks. I'm pretty sure it's still six weeks. Um, so they take your ranking when you enter the tournament from that that six-week, four-week period. I think it's six weeks still for the majors. So Karetsev was ranked um, wherever he was, 115, 120, so he didn't get straight into the draw. That's why he came through the qualities. But he's been red hot on the clay, so that's not really a huge surprise, even though Tiafo's ahead of him um, in uh, in the ranking. So let me go back to the draws right here, because I know what's going on on that, because there's some interesting ones. And in this is the top half of the women's draw. Uh, Kayla Day, young American out of Southern Cal. She was a great junior. Uh, she struggled a little bit with some injuries and some confidence, but sort of making her way back, had a big win earlier today over the veteran American Madison Keys. Of course, we know Madison doesn't play her best on the clay. Still a really good win for Kayla. That went three sets. She's going to take on Lova next. So a good opportunity for Kayla, but you would also say a good opportunity for Lova, who's got a lot more experience and uh, a little more comfort level, I'd say, on the clay in general. But Kayla, a good counterpuncher and a very feisty competitor. Uh, on How about this Andreeva? You know about her, the 16-year-old? Uh, she lost in the junior final at the Australian Open this year um, to a 15-year-old. By the way, I don't know where she's the 15-year-old, probably just playing junior tournaments like most of them. Then she started playing some pro tournaments, had a big tournament, got a wild card in Madrid, had some great wins there to get to the round of 16, and now she's in the third round here. She's sort of a breath of fresh air. She's the one who was talking about how much she loves Andy Murray, like seeing him at the at the uh, restaurant in Madrid, and he's so cute. So they've had a little back and forth on Twitter. So she's through to the third round. Interestingly, she could play Coco Goff. Coco's on the schedule a little bit later today against Grabner. Uh, she should win that. Of course, Coco, one of the questions I got from some of you on Twitter, one of you on Twitter was, will Coco be feeling the pressure of defending her points for getting to the final last year? The answer to that question is absolutely. She struggled this year, particularly on the clay, uh, talking about maybe hiring uh, or, or bringing Rick Macy on board. She's got Patrick Mortagalu helping her here. Of course, he's known her since she was a young, well, she's still a youngster, um, but also Rick Macy, a longtime coach, who, by the way, will be a, I did a great podcast with him, and that'll be coming up in the next couple of weeks here on Holding Court, so you want to check that out. By the way, Barry Buss's uh, podcast with me, 
Of course, he wrote that great book, You Can't Get There From Here, about his journey with alcohol, drug abuse, what he went through as a great junior player and a UCLA player. His podcast is going to be coming up uh, right after this one, so you can check that out as well. A little double dose for you on this Thursday. Let me go through the rest of the field here because we got a few also through Rabakina one, um, her match. So she's looking awfully good. I love the way she's playing. She's playing like the two or three player. I mean, look, it's Fiontech, it's Sabalenka, it's Rubakina, who have been clearly the three best players this year thus far on the women's tour. Haddad Maya uh, also through. She had a win over Schneider. The interesting story was Schneider, who played at NC State. She's a Russian. She played in college at NC State. Um, NC State, of course, made it all the way to the championship match. I hope you heard my podcast with Sam Gore. I was about a week ago. He gave us a rundown and everything that happened there. And he told me that she was in the draw about to play in the NCAA individual tournament. She pulled out, wanted to play the French Open because her ranking was high enough to get her straight in. Right, I think she's right around 100, 105. She lost today in a long one to Haddad Maya, who's a very good player, particularly on clay. That was a second-round match. Uh, Chaka Neto is through. I'm having a little trouble reading my draw here. It's small. Uh, Vekic is playing right now against Para, the American. Pam Shriver working with her, also doing some tennis channel, I know, so you may be hearing her. Uh, in the bottom section, you've got Magoo Muhova. These are all matches that are already through to the third round. Towson, the youngster, took out Layla Fernandez. Uh, she's in this section of the draw. Uh, you've got a couple of unseated players here in Pavlichenkova, who was a former finalist, I believe, Potapova as well. Uh, we've got Pagula. She's in this section, so she checks on Mertens next. So Pagula, you know, as she often does, sort of quietly getting through her first couple matches pretty comfortably. Uh, Svitolina, that's been a great story. Of course, her and her husband, Gail Monfils, taking the tournament by storm. Svitolina's won a couple of matches, including winning a warm-up tournament last week, so she's back playing some good ball. Peyton Stearns, the American who played college ball. I got my Texas color here shirt. This is like a little longhorn color here, right here. She's looking awfully good. She had a big win over Ostapenko. Uh, she'll take on Kazakina next. That'll be a tight one right there. Sloane Stevens, still alive. Looks like she's got a little resurgence. She's played well in her first couple of matches. Uh, takes on Putin Seva. That'll be some fireworks in that one if you know Putin Seva at all. Pretty feisty. And then Sabalenka in this section as well. So that's the women's draw. Let me go over to the men's side right now. Let me take a quick break right now. Gather myself, get ready for the men's frill, get ready to talk, talk about the men. Patrick McEnroe here, we're live from Paris, week one here on Holding Court. North Organic CBD is a new sponsor of Holding Court. I love their CBD gummies. They come in two delicious flavors, strawberry lemonade and green apple. I've had them both, both amazing. One a day and you're totally okay. I like to stay active. I like to keep playing tennis. I like to get in the gym. That's why I love North Organic CBD. Their products are made in the USA. They're high quality. They're specially formulated broad spectrum organic CBD products for everyday adventurers. Don't forget about the very popular CBD salve from North Organics. Immediate relief of any physical pain. I use it daily for my sore shoulders, sore knees, hips, you name it. It works wonders. Go to NorthOrganicCBD.com and enter Patrick20, that's Patrick20, for 20% off your order. 
The Johnny Mac Tennis Project transforms young lives by removing the economic, racial, and social barriers to success through tennis. JMTP provides tennis as a vehicle for greater life opportunity. The programming provides a pathway to success through competitive tennis, leading to increased health and fitness, college scholarships, and incredible career opportunities. JMTP introduces tennis to thousands of underserved New York children every week. To date, the Johnny Mac Tennis Project has reached over 10,000 students through its community programs, providing 462 individual scholarships, totaling over $8.6 million, and 32 of its scholarship recipients have gone on to receive college scholarships through tennis. For more info, go to jmtpny.org. I can't wait to hit the court after school. All right, welcome back, everyone. Patrick McEnroe here coming to you from Gay Paris. It's been phenomenal this first week of the tournament. The grounds are spectacular. The weather's been spectacular. The tennis has been amazing. Uh, Really, as I said just a moment ago, Gal Monfils was sort of the the story, the match of the tournament. Uh, His unbelievable win in five sets. Uh, in that opening round, under the lights, four love down, in the final set, came back, had the crowd going absolutely nuts. And then, unfortunately, uh, he said his wrist was bothering him. Of course, he's been out for a while for various issues. And, of course, he and Svitolina had their first child uh, together. Um, so he had to pull out. He was due to play against Holger Runa in the second round. Uh, so that's not going to happen. Runa threw to the third round with a walkover, the W.O., uh, he's a guy that I think, by the way, can make a serious run here. Might even be the favorite to get to the final. I'm going to give a shout-out to Chris Eubanks, who played him tough, really tough. Four-setter there, Eubanks, speaking of college tennis, played, as you know, his college ball at Georgia Tech. He's been working his way up. He's solidly now in the top 100. I think he's in the 70s maybe at the moment. But uh, I was surprised he played him that tough. So credit to him. It was a four-setter. I think it was even a breaker in the fourth. Uh, so I liked what, what I'm seeing from Eubanks. He's going to be a factor, I think, the rest of the season, particularly on the grass and on the hard courts. So well done to him. So Malfis not, um, will not be able to show up. They moved the Zverev match, who is sort of working his way back after that incredible uh, rough injury last year here against Nadal when he, when he tore the ankle apart. He's starting to play well again. I don't think he's ready to make a big run, but... He had a nice win in the first round, so he'll take on Mulkin tonight on center court. Alcaraz is through. He's been impressive. Law dropped a set yesterday, but then bounced back and won the next two against Taro Daniel, the veteran from Japan. But I'll tell you, he's got a r- tough draw, uh, Alcaraz. I mean, he's got Shapovalov next, who we know is up and down. We know he's streaky, but he's dangerous, okay? And he can get hot. Uh, I mean, that, I don't expect Shapovalov to win that, but I expect, well, there's going to be some major <laughs> firepower in that match. I expect that's going to be under the lights um, in Paris. Djokovic playing last night. So they usually rotate, you know, the top guys. And, of course, they're in the same half of the draw. Another interesting match. In this section of the draw, Musetti, who's looked awfully good. The uh, the Italian, that beautiful one-handed backhand. Remember a couple of years ago, he won the first two sets against Joker before fading. Uh, he's taking on Nori, who is always, always tough. Likes to grind it out. That's an interesting match. I expect that one to be a four, possibly five-setter. And whatever it is, it's going to be a grind 
of a match. Uh, I'm going to give the slight edge to Musetti, actually, in that one. A little more top off both wings. You know, Nori's got the top off the lefty forehand. We know that. Um, both guys, you know, Nori probably the slight edge in the fitness department, but Musetti's gotten stronger the last couple of years. I think the Italian may be a little too much versatility. Uh, I know some of my friends are going to be very upset with me picking against their man Cam Nori because they always say he doesn't get any respect. Uh, he gets a lot of respect from me, but I like Musetti in that matchup. We move down into the rest of this quarter. We've got Fognini, who's had a little bit of a resurgence here, had a good win um, in the opening round. Who did he upset? He upset someone in the first round, uh, Seed. Was it an American? Who did he beat? I'm looking, I'm looking. Stay with me. Where was it? You know, he beat uh, Felix. Yeah, he beat Oje Aliassime, and then he beat Kubler. Oje Aliassime is struggling. He is really struggling. That was a kind of a routine win for Fognini. A little bit surprising. So Felix has got some work to do to get his act together. So Fognini is going to take on... Where is he? I went too far here. Oh, here we go. Djokovic is gonna oh so Djokovic is gonna take on Davidovich Fokina and then it's um Batista Oh no that's the other heart, half of the draw. Sorry, my bad. Musetti Nori, Fognini Offner, the man who took out Corda, Sebastian Corda, that's the other guy I want to talk about a little bit, because he was out, of course, with injury after the Australian when he injured himself there. He worked extremely Didn't pick up a racket, he said, for like three months. But did a lot of work with Jez Green, the fitness trainer who spent a lot of time back in the day with Andy Murray developing his body. So I think that's a good thing for the future. He did lose in straights to Offner in the second round, won his first round at Corda. But I think that bodes well. I think that's the one thing that's been missing from his game is just his physique overall, his ability to withstand what he's going to have to withstand physically to, you know, to be a top player, which I think he will be. Um, so that's that matchup right there. Um, Fognini, that's going to be an interesting. Schwartzman has struggled, but he's going to play Sitsipas now. That is not a good matchup for our man Diego, uh, who was on the Labor Cup team, and Sitsipas has roughed him up on numerous occasions, and I expect that's probably going to happen again today. So just going back to Alcaraz, I mean, look, he, he's got Shapovalov, then the Nori Musetti winner, not easy at all. Then very likely Sitsipas, who, despite having not had the best clay court season this year, you know, in years past, I would have said he's like the second, third favorite. Not this year, but he's he's tough. I mean, he's made the final here. He played that five setter with Novak. He's won some big tournaments on clay. He had a little bit of an elbow issue, which I think hampered him early in the clay court season. But he starts to find his form and then plays, you know, potentially Alcaraz in the quarters. That's a, that's a rough draw. So then we go to that other half of the top half, which is where Djokovic is with Davidovich Fokina. You expect Novak to get through that. He's starting to look good, finding his form, talking about the majors, a little bit of controversy with him, throwing in the political situation with Serbia and Kosovo, which uh, made a lot of Serbians happy but didn't make a lot of people in Kosovo happy. I'm not going to get into the politics behind it, but I just will say this. Novak's not afraid to say what he thinks, as we know. And he also said, you know, he's used to this in the majors, having some sort of controversy. In a way, I think it maybe takes his mind off of, you know, the pressure of playing. Not that he cares about that either. 
but he's willing to put himself out there uh, and take a stand. But that's ruffled a lot of feathers over here in Europe, just FYI. Uh, Hercotch is in this section um, as well. So it would be Hercotch, Djokovic in the next round. I don't see any problems for Novak in that matchup on clay, especially. Kokonakis had a big win. That was uh, in five over Stan the Man. That was one of the matches of the tournament. Stan the Man, you know, back playing and, and loving being out there after his knee issues. Hatchinoff is next for Kokonakis. Then you've got Sonega and Rublev. So that's that section in the top half. I mean, Rublev, uh, dangerous. I mean, you know, all those guys in that section, you got some good dirt ballers, but none of them, I think, can beat Djokovic in best of five. Uh, the, you know, the way Novak's looked just the first couple of matches. Um, so it looks to me like it's, you know, no, I mean, we all would love to see the Novak Alcaraz semifinal, obviously. Let me go to the bottom half of the draw. Now, Runa is through. So to me, he is the walkover with Mafi. So to me, he's a favorite to get to the final. Uh, he's got Olivieri or Vavaseri next in the next round, uh, in the third round. So let me go to the rest of the draw here. You got Hanfman, Sarundalo, who's a 23 seed, who's tough. You got Taylor Fritz in there taking on Rindernecht today, the Frenchman who also played some college ball, Fritz. One easy in the first match against uh, Michael Moe, another American. Um, you know, I like Runa. I mean, Runa Fritz would be would be interesting. I think Runa's got a little too much athleticism. I think Fritz beat him. I think he might have beat him on clay this year, but I'm not seeing that here in best of five, but we shall see. Tommy Paul taking on Nicholas Jerry. Paul, Paul's a seed in this one. The American seeded, uh, looks like 16, I think. Again, my eyes are going, so I can't read the draw. I'm reading them on my phone right here, the draw. Like my thing? Tennis dad. Um, he plays Jerry, who's been actually really hot on clay, and Jerry's actually the favorite in that match. Uh, Giron, another American against Lehechka. Lehechka's got to be the favorite there. Rude is through, starting to look like he's finding his form. Again, hasn't been a great year for him. He's got a lot of points to defend, of course having reached a final here, getting blown out by Rafa, and then, of course, reaching the final in New York at the Open. So he looks like he's starting to come around. I could easily see him win the next couple of matches uh, and get through at least to the quarter. That would be a quarter against Rune if you go by the seeds. Sinner, Altmaier, they're still playing. Sinner's actually serving for the match at 5-4 in the fourth. Winner, that takes on either Rusevori or Dimitrov. That's going on as we speak. I mentioned the Zverev Molken, Karetsev Tiafo. Uh, Chorich had a win in five, a long win over Kachin of Argentina. So he will take on Echeverry, who beat Dimonor. Echeverry is an Argentine big guy, tall guy, 6'5". Got a few South Americans coming through, including Sabeth Wild, the Brazilian, who, of course, beat Medvedev, the two-seed. And as I told you, Anyone who was listening to me, I didn't think that Medvedev was going to be anywhere near the finals, despite winning in Rome, which was a huge effort for him. But Clay is just uh, far and away not his favorite surface. Let me give you a quick update on some of the live scores. Uh, Sviantek did win that first 6-4. Sinner, as I said, trying to close out Altmaier right now. By the time you listen to this, that match will be done. Tiafo hanging in in the second on serve. Vekic and Per in the third. Rusevori and Dimitrov. Dimitrov looking good. He's he's up two sets to love and a break in that one. Uh, so that's my report. Sabeth Wild and and Pela, the battle of South America. Pela, of course, from Argentina. He's working his way back. He's got a protected ranking here. They're at a set all now in that one. 
uh, and a couple other matches just underway. So that's the way things are looking here on week one. Uh, it's been, an, as I said, a great start to this tournament. Uh, there's not a lot out there that leads me to believe it's not going to be the big guns and Djokovic. Alcaraz, as I told you, pretty difficult on the draw. Um, and on the women's side, you know, Sviantek, I like her. I like the story of the youngster, um, Andreeva. Uh, the 16-year-old Sabalenka, Rubakina, both looking good. So those have been the three top guns uh, on the women's tournament on the tour this year. Uh, so we'll see if there are any more surprises. But I hope you enjoyed this. Get back to me and let me know what else you'd like me to discuss. I'll be popping in a few more of these holding courts from Paris. Uh, remember, Barry Bus coming up next. It's, you can get there from here. I think I said you can't, which, of course, is, goes right against uh, his his title. And, of course, he's working on uh, an overall mental health plan to help tennis players, which is amazing. So please stick around and listen to Barry Buss. Fascinating stuff. His book, I highly uh, advise you to pick it up and check it out. Patrick McEnroe coming to you live, everyone, from Paris. Au revoir. A tout à l'heure. Don't forget to subscribe to and share Holding Court. Holding Court is powered by Mudhouse Media.